On today's episode, we're going to be talking about pricing strategies for both Amazon sellers or if you sell directly to consumers via your e-commerce site. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kanae, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine deposition is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Attention online retailers in Europe, a new payment standard known as SCA or strong customer authentication will come into force in September 2019. Mastercard research shows that up to 75% of e-commerce merchants in Europe are potentially unaware of this coming into effect. SCA is a new regulatory requirement that is designed to help retailers and issuers make digital payments more secure. The challenge is to create or keep a frictionless checkout experience for online shoppers. SCA would allow for biometric technology and dynamic passwords to create a more secure and improved online shopping experience. Mastercard's identity check is fully compliant with SCA requirements and facilitates shopping experiences we can all trust, allowing us to securely pay online using features such as our fingerprints. To find out more on Identity Check, visit the MasterCard website. Welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And I'm your host, um, you know, Kune Campbell. This is the podcast where you learn about rapidly growing, you know, um, online retail. And um, all I want from listeners really is to, you know, pick one maybe two tips which you could take right away and you know um just action so that metrics such as conversions average order value repeat customers traffic and ultimately sales um are improved on today's episode i have um, a super expert in 
the Amazon space um, and also price and strategy. Um, she is um, she goes by the name of Paulina Mason. Um, she is an Amazon seller and she has very in-depth knowledge around the psychology of pricing and um, you know how it affects buying behavior. And I think this is a super important you know topic because you know a lot of people wonder, especially when you're launching a store, you know why am I not selling? What is the reason why I'm not selling? And um, Paulina really goes very strategically in um, you know just helping you understand you know what kind of product your go-to-market strategy um, both on not just the amazon platform but but also if you're running an e-commerce site you know um to the whole worldwide to the whole to to market essentially um she's been a speaker on um european seller conference um Amethyst UK AMZ seller summit private label summit seller sessions Seller Fest Israel and many 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 more. Um, I, I don't know if you guys recall Kevin King. Um, he was on um, the show many many episodes ago. Um, she's um, she works with him. I think with his mastermind. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, Paulina knows her stuff. You know, um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Paulina to the show. Welcome, Paulina. Thank you, Conley. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Um, it is um, a pleasure. And- um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, you know, to to, to have you, you know, on on, on today's episode. Um, I probably haven't, you know, done you sufficient, you know, um, um, given yourself sufficient, you know, introduction. So, could you take a minute or less to to introduce yourself and, um, you know, all, all that you're involved in, please? Sure, I'm an Amazon seller myself, and I am known as a numbers girl. So my head is always ticking and thinking about numbers and things that I could do to optimize my listings, my my profit, my cash flow. It's always about numbers, numbers, numbers for me. And uh, when I was an Amazon seller, I decided that I needed an app that would do a little more than the other apps were providing at the moment. And I created Shopkeeper, which is now a very successful commercial application, uh, which calculates your profit margins and helps you to optimize your business in terms of cash flow, in terms of how much money you're making. So that's my expertise lies in uh, different things related to numbers, including the pricing strategies, which I'm very keen to talk about today. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, I have, you know, come across Shopkeeper and I know a number of users and it's quite a solid platform in the sense that, you know, um, you can get all your margins sorted out, you know, um, at a product level and, you know, top level on on Amazon. Um, So um, jumping into today's episode, um, let's, where do we start from? Um, So most of the listeners to this show, um, run already run um their e-commerce businesses but they're very very sizes you know they're they're, they're in their journey store size um how can they address their pricing strategy um for their existing stores as you know at the moment 
Okay, so there are two ways to approach the pricing strategy. One is before the journey with the product even starts, right? So you have to do all of your research, market research and positioning and decide your pricing strategy as early as you start thinking about what product to sell. But if, like you said, you already have a store and you have existing products and maybe some of them are not selling as well as you would like, there are some things you can do to the pricing to try and psychologically affect the buyer a little bit for higher conversion and higher click-through rate. So if you'd like, I could start with the little bits of pricing psychology that I am using myself as a seller in my pricing and that I advise my um, shopkeeper users often ask me to consult them on their profit margins, how they can optimize everything, and uh, that pricing strategies that they are using. Sure, uh, let's, let's, jump, right. let's jump into it. All right. So first, let's, let's just talk about the difference between the ending of 99 cents and zero, zero cents. You know, there's like all of these stores when you go to Walmart and, and Best Buy and all of these stores, you just see 99, 99 at the end, 99. What's with that 99, right? Yeah. Actually, the answer is very basic and simple, and there's not any kind of secret here. That if you look at two numbers, twenty nine ninety nine and thirty round dollars, the first one you read as twenty something, the other one thirty something, right? So that's the whole difference, and that difference is especially strong strong at those edges. You know, when you go from twenty nine to thirty, or when you go from twenty four to twenty five, those fives and the zeros, those edges are especially strong. So now. That's not the secret strategy, right? Just use 99.99. Actually, I, what I wanted to say is something completely different. Because we see 99.99.99 everywhere, what happened to us that we became psychologically conditioned to believe that 99 means implies some sort of bargain, some sort of a good deal. And if it's a good deal, very often if it's a cheaper item. And if it's a cheaper item, very often if it's a lower quality item. So unfortunately, all of these 99.99s became associated with the better bargain and lower quality at often. So now if you are positioning your product as a luxury item, I would always recommend putting 00, zero at the end instead of 99. So that would be... <laughs> if bigger, <laughs> that will be an effect like this. Look, you will come and see zero zero at the end. Hmm, something's different. Like your brain will tell you in a millisecond, something's unusual about it. Why is unusual? It's not so cheap, probably. Okay, so it's not low quality item. Must be good, <laughs> you know. So basically, it's just all of these things happen in millisecond. You just feel that it's a little bit different, unusual, and therefore it has more of a luxury effect, which mm. is very interesting. There is it more. It is from interesting because um. Yeah. You know, I just took your word, you know, I just took you on that and um, I'm on net supporter, you know, um, you know, the, the probably the, arguably the biggest um, luxury fashion website in the world. And they don't use 99, <laughs> 99 sets. Right. You rounded up to zero, zero, as you, you, um, you alluded to just now. Um, um. Exactly. Well, many luxury brands would still, I guess, use it, but there are different ways to affect the luxury. There is another thing that arises from this 99.99. Now, it's not only nines that people are using, the companies are using. Uh, Walmart likes to use 95 at the end, 95. And for example, internet marketers like to use 97 in the end. So you probably noticed, or just a seven at the end. So these numbers, five, seven, and nine, are so-called charm numbers. And if you use them in your pricing, 
that makes the conversion happen easier. So for example, I was running a test and my prices were $34 and I switched it to $39. And actually 39 was selling better than 34. And the effect came from that nine being there. And because I didn't have competitors who were strongly, harshly competing for the price, I was almost the unique item in that category. So I could afford that big difference of, uh, of a jump in price. So 39 and 30, 39, because there is a nine in it, it seems like a better deal somehow than 34. So I would recommend look at all of your existing prices and don't use four, six, or eight. Switch that to be five, seven, or nine. So if you cannot jump so far like I did from 34 to 39, just jump from 34 to 35, you know, mm -hmm. like 35.99 instead of 34. And that will sell better than the 34 round, you know, yeah. if you are in that market of bargain hunters. So it's very interesting how you can use the charm numbers <laughs> to your benefit like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, as in price and elasticity, um, just understanding how far, how, you know, customers can stretch. And, and that could, you know, massively impact your margins, as you can imagine. Okay, um, what about... Um, you know, so a lot of these bargain guys that put the 99, they, they're normally in that sub 100 range, you know. Um, what about when you're talking in thousands or you're talking in hundreds, you know, where, um, so would you sort of, rather than swap up the 99 or the 50, um, would you sort of, rather than um, say something's $500, you just say it's 495 you know, that can, can that psychology work in the hundreds if you're to just, you know, change the decimal points? Um, I'm a bit out. Um, it will not really. Okay. If you, it's always about the context where you are, you cannot really take it out of a context and decide how to use that price. For example, if you have a Shopify website and you are one product website, then your prices don't really uh, compete with the other listings like on Amazon would, right? So then you are just playing with, you cannot use too complicated prices. For example, 499.99, that is too complex for the eye mm -hmm. and too much to think about. I would just round the prices nicely. You know, maybe I would use a nine at the end, but I would just make, you know, 499, not even use the decimals there. Make. But when you are on Amazon and listings are side by side by side by side, right, then you have to really think about your strategy very carefully. And I could go into this bigger topic of targeting either bargain hunters or big spenders or average spenders. So when you come to, to and you see other listings next to you, where, wherever you are on Google feed or, or, you know, even on Amazon listings, when you have competitors next to you, you have to play the strategy game very nicely because some of them are being the cheap product. Let's say a knife sharpener. Some of them are selling like for like $9.99 or $11.99 where the profit margin is almost ne negligible, you know, but some of them are positioning as a luxury item. The same probably item, they went 
sent to manufacturer and they said, okay, so instead of regular metal, make me stainless steel and then add this velvet bag and the luxury box. And now it's a luxury product and mm-hmm. they charge 45 round dollars. So they are targeting completely different buyer, this mm-hmm. luxury buyer. So now what I'm saying is you will come and look at the market situation. And if there is a lot of the players in one bu- bu- bucket, we'll jump to the other bucket then, you know, and mm-hmm. if there are too many in one, like try to spot your opportunities whereas where there will be less of a fight for you but in general luxury buyers are those who don't look at the price too much they decide just by the benefit Mm. even if they think about it very long sometimes whether they should buy it they don't even consider the price they just think "Mm, will it match in my house do i even want it you know things like that just the benefits so uh, we all like to sell to those luxury buyers because they are you know they pay whatever the price but actually, there is not so many of them. There's been research done that is only 15% of that type of buyer, the big spenders, in, just overall in e-commerce. 15% are big spenders who don't care about the price. Mm-hmm. But actually, 24% are bargain hunters, those called the Scrooges, who are really, really saving on each penny and they are comparing different websites online just to get the best deal. They are not necessarily the most poor people. Very often, they are the richest people who are the Scrooges. So it's not about the income level, you know. They are actually just driven by their just the habits of buying. And then in the middle, there's a 61% of average spender. What I'm saying is, if you see that there are not so many players playing in the luxury uh, spender game, you know, so you could become that luxury item. Well, improve your item, you know, add the benefits that that type of buyer would be looking for. And then you can charge more if you are a unique item in your category. But Mm. that will be less sales. And that means you will have to buy less quantities. And it's harder to do very often if you are playing a game in like items priced less than $50. Usually, you know, the minimum order quantities from from China is, you know, 300, 500 units. And if you are targeting luxury buyer, you don't have that many sales a day. And then you get charged, you know, with storage fees, like on Amazon storage fees, if you're doing Shopify on your own fulfillment warehouse storage fees and things like that. So you have to mm-hmm. plan it very carefully. The best money to be made in terms of profit margin is in the middle, is for those average spenders. Because there is also money to be made for the Scrooges, but the profit margins are so little, you know, not enough space for nothing, not PPC, not refund rates, nothing there. There's like a very, very tough war. So, so, <laughs> so what's your price yeah. strategy for the middle? And so in the middle, basically you have to, like I said, try and match your best sellers in that category. So um, it's either the Google results, right? The Google feed or, or whatever other items you are competing with. I recommend to try and closely match their pricing, especially on Amazon. It's very nicely when you have somebody who is bestseller, has a bestseller tag, and then you would match their pricing exactly. Let's say they have $17.99 for the knife sharpener and 5% off. Well, what I would do is exactly match the same. I would just do $17.99 also and 5% off coupon as well. How do you differentiate yourself in that scenario? So that's the key. Now, when you dis- 
when you make the price exact same, the buyer is just looking at the benefit now, which one he likes better. Now, now it becomes about differentiating with the product itself, how you present it, how your descriptions look like, especially about the images and your reviews. So it becomes, the price becomes neglected in his eyes. Now, if you make a dollar difference, then he will say, that's a dollar difference, but I like this bestseller better. Like you are losing that opportunity, you know, so it's better to to keep to match the price as close as you can to get those extra clicks to your listings um in general if you calculate uh, how much profit you can make in terms of because there is big big volume in the middle for the average spender uh-huh. and because of the big volume even though the margin is less than luxury buyer would pay you are still making more money in the middle so if there is space and you can compete i would recommend staying there Awesome, awesome. Um, what strategies would you recommend for people starting out on on Amazon? What you know, what 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 is working? You know, in you know, Amazon on like a Shopify store has um, limited or fewer lever points to influence buyer behavior. Um, so price, as you alluded to, is probably the most pow- one of the most powerful you know tools you have, and then the second you just mentioned was um, benefits. Um, so going deeper into benefits, how do you um, you know drive the benefits in, in a situation where you know you're pricing like for like with other competitors? Um, imagine if a competitor has you know um, hundreds of reviews, do, do you, where what what level points um, start to drive the benefits, and how can you compete with an incumbent, um, um, you know, product that's you know had that built out that reputation and reviews? Um, how do you go head and head with with that um, to, to 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 win on 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 Amazon? So your goal is to get as many eyes to your listing as you can. One of the tricks you can use when you're a new seller and you don't have so much social proof, uh, you could enable the coupons on your listings. And the coupons used to be orange color and orange color used to just blend in with all the Amazon oranges everywhere. But now they switched the color to be green. And the green stands out so much on the page. So when you get the search results on Amazon first page, you just completely your eye gets hooked on those green coupon uh, tags you know so i i don't know why most sellers are not even using it so against the competitor very often you can be the one who gets the click or at least an eye looking at you you know because you have a coupon and there are many different psychology strategies again with the coupon because uh, amazon allows you to choose whether it's a dollar amount or a percentage off right so in in the end you have to make decisions uh, when you are choosing combinations of price versus coupon amount, you should carefully think about which price is easier to comprehend. That means which don't put like super complicated prices. Twenty one point seventy nine is the price, and the coupon amount fifteen percent. So now to calculate it, it takes forever. You know, ten percent off is two dollars. Okay, another five percent. Oh, it's just 
if you make them work too much for it, they will skip your listing. So try to make, you know, it's very nice to use something like $21 price and $3 off, you know, something like that. Super simple, very, very quick to comprehend, understand how much of a discount they're getting. And plus you're getting that extra eye. Sometimes even if you don't have reviews on your listing, so you, but because you have that coupon tag there, it seems like you already have a social proof because there is some something else to the listing doesn't appear so naked on Amazon. So there are, there's one more trick I can tell you about uh, the amounts there. Remember I mentioned $21 and using $3 off as a coupon. So I'll tell you two options and you choose which one you think is a better option. The price is $21. You could either give $3 off or $4 off. Which one you think will be easier to comprehend? Um, three dollars, I, I guess. Why? Four is bigger. Four is bigger, but um, you know, um, three dollars takes it to to eighteen dollars. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, to be honest, I, I just thought let, let 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 me select the 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 smaller one. Um, there's no reasoning behind me choosing three. You go for it. But you just somehow know it. I don't know. You don't even know why, but you know it that it's easier. Well, the reason for behind that the psychology is because when we were little kids, you know, we were learning multiplication tables. You know, one times seven, seven, two times seven, fourteen, three times mm-hmm. seven, twenty-one. So now, if you choose the coupon number amount to be exactly the multiple in that price number it's much easier to calculate what of a discount am i getting yeah. so just like it you chose instant yeah you chose it just like instantly basically if i would give four dollars off it's more but to calculate i have okay one to the side from 21 and then three off okay yeah. 17 i'm getting a six four, four extra out of 24 stuff. sounds sounds nice you know um you know yeah, exactly. So it's it's a good idea to do that, uh, to use multiples. Also, um, there is this um, feeling thing. When you're choosing whether to use dollar off or percentage off, I recommend going with the one that sounds like a better deal. So I'll give you again uh, an option to choose, all right? So mm-hmm. the price is $25. Yeah. Would you rather give $10 off or 40% off? I'll give 40% off. Why? You said it's twenty dollars, so it's, you know forty percent um, will 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 come to eight eight off, and ten dollars will come to to ten. From a seller perspective, from a buyer perspective, forty sounds bigger than ten percent. You know exactly. Even though the actual actual discount, you know, it's actually exactly the same. It's from twenty five dollars to ten dollars off, or forty percent off. It's exact same discount. Oh, yeah, but- twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 40, 40 sounds like a bigger number, you know, and that's the one you would choose. So very often try to use your feeling a little bit like which one seems like more significant discount and mm-hmm. that what works works well as well. Mm-hmm. Makes makes a lot of sense. Um, any other psychological hacks on, on Amazon we, we could apply? You know, um, I really like the coupon one. Um, yeah, coupon one is good. Uh, also on Amazon, be careful. Um, it's not really a psychological hack, but be careful not to lose your own buy box. And people would say, 
Polina, but I am a private label seller and I'm the only one on my listing. I will never lose my buy box. Like, you know, but actually there is a way that you can lose your buy box if you raise the price too fast. So when uh, many sellers make a mistake when they're launching new products, they start with super low price thinking that, so they start with fifteen ninety nine, and they're thinking, okay, $40 is my dream price. I'll get there eventually. And then the one week later, they see that the sales are running in. They want to just quickly raise the price to $30. And what Amazon does takes away your buy box. For a private label seller, that means that instead of buy now button inside the listing, you would see see all buying options button. And there is no more price. And that completely kills your conversions. So basically, you can lose your own buy box even if you are the only one. So Amazon is forcing you to raise the price super, super slowly. Like, I don't know how, how slow, but it's like 50 cents today, another 50 cents the next day until you get to your 40 it will take you a few months you know so i recommend when you are starting launching the product don't start too low calculate your break even and put like 40 percent margin which is the normal margin that private labelers make and that would be your dream price and start somewhere above the middle you know so if it's 40 the dream price start at 32 don't start at 15 you know and then you can just slowly keep increasing the price and get your dream price um so be careful with not losing the buy box on amazon now that's a super super tip you know um because a lot of people just will, you know, reduce it. I remember, you know, back in the days, um, you know, someone came on the show and they said you reduce it to to like, um, you know, two dollars. This is like a thirty dollar product, um, just to get that sales rank up and get the sales in. But um, it's interesting that Amazon is is preventing um, you to just you know move it back to thirty, and um, and you know, or else you just lose the buy box. All right. Okay. Super. Super interesting. There's another thing on Amazon, you know, about bundling. Um, just to mention, you know, because when you bundle, you uh, bundling for those who don't know means just attaching two products together, putting one barcode on them, and they are sold as one unit. That's what bundling is, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're selling single units on on Amazon, usually there are referral fees that double up every time you add another unit to your bundle. So if referral fee is $1.50, you put two units, that will be $3. Another unit in the same bundle, $4.50 referral fee. But FBA fee, the fulfillment by Amazon fee, it's not jumping as a double. It just slightly increases. So from $3, it will go just to like $3.50 and then to $4. It slowly increases. And that's where you can reap a lot of savings. Actually, you can even lower your price when you bundle two units by a dollar and you will still make more profit per unit if you're bundling them. So basically, you would make another 75 cents from this example that I'm talking about on each unit individually just because you bundled it. But don't don't rush and bundle everything you have because you might end up with a lot of, you know, stale inventory and then storage fees are going to eat all of your profit. So to carefully choose what to bundle, I'd recommend going and looking at the history. So first, when you launch the product run for about a year and then look at the history you know so same applies to your shopify site you know check at the stats how many units are people normally ordering per order you know and if that average is more than two that means it's a very nice product potentially to be bundled and then you can bundle it and add as a variation on the same listing and um, shopify just uh, announced their fulfillment center right so there will be as well the fulfillment center fees 
in there. So the same principle will apply like on Amazon. Basically, you can get nice, good savings when you're packing items of two. And sometimes you can be surprised people are buying two. You didn't even know it would be useful for them to buy two, you know. So just check all of your reports. So these are quantity bundles. Um, Right. So at the um, SKU level, would they be a single SKU or um, would it be, you know, um, sorry, would would it be a single, would would it be a unique SKU that has, say, say two products in one or would you still use the, the single product SKU twice? It's a unique SKU, yeah. Okay. Especially on Amazon, you cannot use the same one. So basically, you have to create a new SKU. And on Shopify, you'll just create a variation of its own and assign a new SKU as well. And, and, then and that it really helps, yeah, because um, at the end of the day, um, that's why you, you, you talked about the 12 months, you know, having you know, that 12 months worth of data to, to understand the trend so you don't over, overshoot on, on ordering, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, before I let you go, Paulina, just one more question around um, Amazon today. Um, which of the marketplaces at the moment um, offer um, the best opportunity and um, what tips would you give to people starting out? Well, US is the biggest, uh, but it doesn't mean that's where it's the best to start. The best to start, I always tell, I get this asked a lot, and I always say, start where it's closest for you. You know, if you are from Europe, start in Europe. You know, if you are from North America, start in North America. Just because in the beginning, you really want to get your hands on, you know, packing and labeling and getting in the returns yourself and just being a little bit more involved in your own business when you ship everything overseas you will have to now suddenly pay for all the third-party services and so on so it becomes Mm -hmm. extra costly plus if you're from united states now you suddenly have to quickly understand how the vat works how the sales taxes Mm -hmm. you know and all these things so work in the market that you're from in general in terms of volume of course uh us is the biggest and then probably germany and uh, you know it goes down from there but in every market even the smallest markets like um, i don't know italy or australia which is new you know you can still make a lot of money and i uh, have a lot of customers on shopkeeper that i see are making a lot of money selling in only these markets and not others you know it's often we believe that when you're selling in europe you should sell on all five countries well not really i have many sellers that i've seen are selling just in one marketplace for example just italy or just spain you know and they're making very very good money with that you know so just start with the market that is closest to you most convenient for you and you'll have success amazing amazing thank you thank you thank you very much um for people who loved what you just um you know listened to and um, people who want to follow you and also um learn more about shopkeeper which is you know your app that um is pretty much a business intelligence you know um dashboard for for amazon um how best can they follow you on um, shopkeeper.com so if you go to shopkeeper.com you'll see that it's an app that helps you to you sort of manage by exception. It helps you see what the problems are in your business. You come to the app, open it, and you see immediately, oh, they charge me big storage fees, you know, or 
oh, this product Amazon fees increased and I didn't even notice, you know? So you can discover, uncover things like that that you wouldn't normally uncover using Seller Central. And today I have a surprise for you all who is listening. Uh, so um, there is a discount that I will give you. And usually the software founders say, okay, so instead of 14-day trial, I will give you two months free trial. Well, that's not what I will give you. I will give you six months of free trial. It's especially useful <laughs> to the new sellers who are just beginning and cannot afford software and it's then when it's the most important to optimize your costs effectively. So if you go to shopkeeper.com, you will see the little orange bubble in the corner there, the little chat bubble like most websites have. Yep. Let's open it and type in Stingray 180. So Stingray the fish, <laughs> all capitals. Stingray 180. And then one of our customer service representatives will get back to you and uh, apply the VAP status on your account and you will have a six months free trial to enjoy Shopkeeper. Polina, we, we massively appreciate it. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we massively appreciate this. I would um, also share this in, um, in our Facebook group, a private Facebook group, um, the, the e-commerce growth accelerator. And um, yes, we, we appreciate it. Thank you so much um, for coming, sharing your knowledge and also, you know, um, giving us a free trial. Thank you, Kamli. Thanks for having me. Cheers. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.